I do my best to live a healthy lifestyle. I try to get out there, work out, break a sweat when possible. I'm not necessarily a fitness or a, a wellness freak, but I'm just trying to be a little bit healthier every single day, which is where Sun Warrior comes into play for me. It is a plant-based, eco-friendly, performance-boosting, all things brand that I want to talk about. And it's their active nutrition line that is something that I've been messing around with over the course of the past couple of months. And it's really working out for me because with protein, creatine, pre-workout and hydration, these products are designed to optimize your performance. And I'm always up for optimizing any aspect of my life, even boosting my own energy reserves or being more hydrated after a long day in the gym or on the golf course. It really does turbocharge my recovery. It's something that I really take seriously and it's real nutrition for real life. So go check out sunwarrior.com and use code first. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round one recap for the Sony Open. And joining me to break it all down, no, it's not Tom Watson. It is one <laughs> Kyle Porter. KP, what's up, big guy? I love the uh, the look you have here. Yeah, the earbuds. It's actually, um, I'm sure producer Jacob is just, he took like 18 screenshots just now, but... <laughs> It's actually more comfortable than it looks. It it's not a good. Look. Well, it doesn't it doesn't look comfortable at all. So I imagine any level of comfort would be better than it looks. Kyle. Would you? Would you? Here's a good. Would you rather? Would you rather wear earbuds like this all the time or play golf exclusively in? shirts that Rory Sabatini has worn. <laughs> okay. Can I add a third option? Would you only like to apply you're only allowed to apply suntan lotion like Webb Simpson does on his <laughs> oh my <face>. god. <laughs> it makes it it look I, I love Webb. That's well documented, but the 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 beard and sunscreen look, it makes it it like cuts off the beard. It's so weird. I don't get it. I don't get it because it happens every week. Like it, it, it never, <laughs> so no one has ever said anything. He's never gone to the spray lotion. He just always has the real stuff and he won't rub it in. I don't know what's going on there, but I, I guess it works for him. Yeah. I mean, he, it might be, it might be a, yeah, I, it, it does work. I mean, he's a top 10 player in the world. There you go. I would do that to be a top 10 player in the world, I suppose. Um, let's talk a little golf. Round one in the books, 18 holes down. And it was Peter Malnati who for the majority of the day, KP, uh, was your first round leader guy went off in the second group on Thursday morning, held the first round leader distinction until he got caught by two guys later in the day. Well, let's start with Malnati here. Uh, you know, he's quietly having a really good start to this 2021 season. He had that close call at Sanderson Farms. That's an event that he's won in the past. He backed it up the next week with a top five at, at Shriners. And here he is again, just kind of putting it all together, having fun out there and seeing if he can, uh, you know, raise a trophy. Yeah, you know, he, he really has to take advantage of of courses like this, right? He's just so, you know, relatively short that it, it's, you know, we, we saw we saw Kevin Kisner talk about this earlier this week, right? Where he said, I can't win at Torrey Pines. I can't win at Bethpage. That's like Malnati, but even more so, right? He's right. not, obviously not the player that Kevin Kisner is. So 
Yeah, it's a, it's a, I think it's a really intriguing leaderboard because Kokrak and Malnati are basically the opposite of each other in terms of, <laughs> of style, in terms of everything, really, it seems like. And then you've got Neiman, obviously, who to me is kind of the class uh, up there. And, you know, I, I wrote this in a, in a story for CBSSports.com. It, it, it felt like round five of the Tournament of Champions for Joaquin Neiman, right? Just the way he played following how hot he was on the weekend at Kapalua. I mean, it's kind of his tournament to lose, right? Yeah, Justin Ray tweeted out his last, Joaquin Neiman's last two rounds in Hawaii, so final round of Tournament of Champions, first round here at the Sony Open. 17 under par, he gains nine and a half strokes from Tita Green. He made 16 birdies and one eagle. Uh, I'm no rocket scientist, KP. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's unreal. And... I mean, he was first in the field off the tee, first in the field tee to green. And so you can just – he putted pretty decently too, and then he chips in at the last. And you don't even have to do that if you're hitting it like he is. He, he just – and I'm curious about this. I, I don't know – I'm really curious to see how this year goes. I, I wrote about Neiman earlier in the week about just – the trajectory we've seen a bunch of guys kind of where he's at at age 22. So we've seen guys like Adam Scott, Ricky Fowler, but then you've got like Bud Colley and, and there's right. like this, there's this inflection point when you're 22, 23, 24, where it can go either way. I don't know how Tom Watson kept these, these earbuds, <laughs> in, uh, where it can go either way. And for him, I just, it feels like it's going up. And I, I mean, obviously over the last two weeks, but I just, even the way he played in the fall, that that's sort of the way it's been moving uh, overall. And he was, he, he's really fun to watch play as well. I mean, he's in my group of, I don't know, 10 or 15 guys that it's just, it's super fun to watch them play golf. Yeah. When he gets it going, it's, it's electric stuff. You mentioned the, the chip in on 18 for Eagle. Uh, so he had, let's see, seven birdies an eagle and one bogey on the card en route to that 62 and and producer jacob before we uh went live here so uh accurately pointed out this is these three guys at the top that's the that's the one win club all three of these guys peter malnati jason kokrak joaquin neiman won victory on the resume trying to cash in their second which we have at times especially with major championships but at times referenced the second victory is is the one that validates your career a little bit and and all three of those guys striving for it here at the sony open yeah, they are. And they all won very different tournaments. Neiman yeah. won Greenbrier. Uh, Malnati was Sanderson, right? Yes. And then Kokrak was uh, CJ Cup? Yeah, just, just a couple of months ago, yeah. Yeah. So, And they're, they're all at very different stages of their career, I would say. You know, uh, Neiman's obviously young star, potential superstar. Kokrak, journeyman, who's been kind of sneaky solid in terms of like – just staying on the PGA tour. And then Maldati's just kind of bounced up and down between corn Ferry and, and PGA um, over the course of his career. So there, there's just, it's a, you know, you could, I don't think you could put together a more kind of eclectic trio at the top. That group is two shots clear of the rest of the field, and there's basically just a log jam behind a couple of notables. Uh, Webb Simpson is five under, so three shots off the lead. Webb had a kind of a weird day. He, he referenced this in his, in his post-round interview where he said he hit a lot of fairways. He was in position a bunch off the tee. He did not hit his irons or wedges very well, and then he was kind of like bizarro Webb 
on the greens where he missed like, I don't know, three birdie putts inside like eight or nine feet, but he rolled like three birdie putts in from like 25 or 30 feet. It was just kind of weird all around, but he was pretty satisfied. He said it would have been disappointing if he finished at three under. He's pretty satisfied being at five. Yeah, I saw that. And I actually, I watched most of his, I guess, back nine. And he had, he had a couple uh, iron shots that were just very unlike him. Like, just were not even, I mean, they were fine. They were on the green or whatever. But he he was, uh, he, he wasn't tight with his, with his irons. And, you know, it's got to be disappointing for somebody like him who you go to the Sony and what's the only thing you don't do well? The only thing you don't do well is, is hit it far. So that is mitigated here. You're the best in the world after the drive. We've talked about that. Yep. And the thing that you're best in the world at, you didn't do very well on (laughs) Thursday. Um, So the good news is you still shoot 65, right? And, and that I, we might talk about more Kawa here in a second. That was how I felt a little bit about him too. Like he's a really good driver, he lost strokes off the tee mostly because he hit a ball out of bounds on 12. Right. And it's just got to be so frustrating because you, you, you're, you know, you're a top 10 guy in a decent field, not great. And you just, both of those guys, it didn't feel like they had their best stuff or took advantage of kind of what was in front of them. Yeah, that's yeah, we can we can just co- talk about Colin Morikawa. So he had six birdies on the card. He didn't make a bogey, but he did make that double on twelve that you're alluding to, where he hits it right. He hits it ob, and yeah, I, he loses a stroke off the tee. Uh, finally gained strokes putting 1.3 there. That's all good. It's it's you know, and golf's a weird game. We talk about this all the time. If if they would put it all together, Morikawa or Webb or whatever would have shot a 62 or a 61 or a 60 or whatever. So it's it's never going, it rarely going to all come together for them. So uh, you know, as you look forward to the next three days, you assume that uh, there are lower scores out there for Webb for Morikawa, and you know, you could probably throw in. Um, eh, no, let's just, I, I, I was going to throw in a third guy, but no, let's go with those two. Well, I, yeah. And I think, th- I think this gets to where like, so you and I are so into strokes gain, the numbers, all these different things. And y- you can't not watch because when you watch, <laughs> like if you just looked at the numbers, you'd be like, Oh, they, you know, they didn't, they didn't play very well. Like, or they yeah. played, or, or you, you would say they played okay in certain areas, but then you watch and you're like, man, I know, I know what these guys are capable of they looked horrible, you know? And so it makes you, it makes you like frame the numbers differently. And really for me, be optimistic about the next three days for both of them, because I'm like, I don't know. It seems like it couldn't play any worse. That's not statistically true, but just, just watching them and knowing, you know, kind of what their past history is. um, I I think at least one of those guys, if not both of them is going to be in it on Sunday. Yeah, I think that's about right. Uh, interesting little nugget happened Wednesday evening. The PGA Tour adds an OB, OB stakes to the left of 18T in an attempt to try to stop these guys from cutting the corner into what I guess is 10 fairway, I guess it is, or 10, cutting it into 10. And uh, I guess the the there's two takeaways from this. One is the idea of trying to get guys to play the course more traditionally or the way that it was designed, the way that it was intended to be played. That's I think one story, but I also think the the little sub story is telling these guys Wednesday evening that there's now OB out there is kind of crazy. It, it is crazy. It was, I was listening to that on the broadcast and I was actually thinking of like, what is the mechanism for actually making sure everybody knows that? Because 
Do you want me to tell you? Did they like text them all? Yeah. So they sent them a text at 7 p.m. They sent they sent the text out to all the players. And then off of first and 10 T, there were signs and the starter was telling reminding everyone that okay. there is now OB there. That is the mechanism. Okay. So it, I mean, yeah, it's you know, you're practicing all week and then you get there and you're like, oh, okay. I I actually like it. And, you know, we've seen this at the open championship before. I can't remember, was it uh where was it? I think it was for Rory one, which was Hoy, I think it was Hoy Lake. Okay. Royal Liverpool, where you have the in like the the out of bounds like that's in play. And it seems goofy and weird, but I you know, I, I think like the intent was actually really good for what the PGA tour is trying to do. I, I don't, I was curious about this. I was, I was thinking about this as I was watching. I really like this course. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's hard because it's, it, it doesn't stand up to the modern game. You know, it's 7,000 yards. You just, it just gets bullied into the ground, but it can play fast and firm. We saw that. We saw some of the approach shots that were, it was really firm and it's got some nuance to it. I just, you know, and I know it's a it's a rainer. It's historically relevant. All those different things. What what are your thoughts as you kind of watch the course play out? Yeah, I, I, those the two words you said, firm and fast. Any course that can play that way, or they will allow to play that way, always gets me excited. You have to be a lot more. Um, I, I don't want to say accurate, but you have to be more committed to your tee shots. You have to kind of hit it. Um, in the direction that the hole demands it because you get the the 50-yard run out, which can easily go into the primary cut of rough, which is not all that thick around here. But I think it, it, it really makes these guys think through it instead of just flying it, carrying the bunker and landing it wherever they want. Um, it, it is interesting because it there, there's really no defense outside of the weather. The wind could kick up, and that's really the defense there. It's literally the flattest course on the PGA Tour. But um, I, I do like it. It's, it's classic. It's... Um, it's gettable, but I like it. Yeah, it's sort of like what Trinity Forest was for for the for the Byron Nelson, where it's like, okay, if it doesn't blow, then everybody's going to shoot sixty three, you know. And so it's 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 hard. Like I I don't love like the everybody shooting sixty three thing, but I also think that. I don't know. It's just there's more intrigue to the way the course is designed than some of the other places they go to. I always think it's tough when a course doesn't have a signature hole or like a really iconic hole. And I guess the only thing about the the signature hole at Wiley is what 16, but it's Mm -hmm. only because the W trees are behind it. That's not part of the hole. That is literally the palm tree in a shape of a W that that makes it iconic. Um, And we've seen, and and I'm, and I, I, you know, I, I say it kind of tongue in cheek, but we have seen, uh, courses, uh, Tory North, uh, essentially put together a three-hole stretch and name it so that it has like an iconic stretch or it has an iconic hole. I mean, I do think it makes a big difference in people's minds like, oh, they're about to enter the undertow or they're about to enter the bear trap or they're going to get to 16 or they're going to get to 17. I, I think it makes a big difference when you start uh, talking to casual fans about some of these courses. Yeah, that's probably true. I, it, I don't care about that stuff. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, do anything for me i just want to watch i want to watch firm and fast golf i want to watch guys struggle um to get the ball you know and i, I don't know even some of the pins set up i was like that's ah, kind of an easy pin and and i get it they have to do all four days or whatever but it just seems like a course that if the wind's blowing if you set up the pins right it could actually play pretty tough at seven thousand yards you alluded to Joaquin Neiman 
earlier, likely being the favorite to win this event currently, eight under par, tied with uh, Peter Malnati and and Jason Kokrak at the top. And odds makers agree with you. He's six and a half to one. He is the favorite to win this event. And then Daniel Berger, who we didn't even talk about, is second. So he's nine to one. He's two shots back. He's six under. Then Webb Simpson at 10, Jason Kokrak at 12. And no love for our man Peter Malnati, all the way down at 16 to one, heading into the final three days, which... Uh, yeah, I get. <laughs> yeah, I get too. You know, I, I was looking up the the bur- the lack of love for Burger is you know going back to my power rankings from after <laughs> Colonial yeah. last year, but it's not new. <laughs> it's uh, I was looking at guys in this field over the last year. Data Golf has so it's Harris English, um, Webb, and Burger are by far the best, the three best guys in this field over the last twelve months, and I, I don't we sort of talk about English and web like that, I think, but we just, I don't know. We have, I, I feels like burger is, I don't know if he's underrated. I think he's under talked about, um, but he's been, I mean, he had a, his last five or so tournaments in the fall were kind of so, so, mm-hmm. but other than that, over the last 12 months, dude, he's been awesome. And he was, you know, he was, he birded, I think he birdied the last on Thursday to, to get into that, that T4 position. Yeah, he did. Now, my my big thing with Berger has been, you know, a lot of people want to say, "Oh, he's been really good since the restart." And I like to point out that he was he's he was good before that. Like yeah. the, three, the three events before the shutdown, I, I think he top 10 them all. Like I mean, I mean he was just yeah. rolling. And so this this shouldn't be a surprise. We are now like a year into Daniel Berger being really good. Like well, that's, that's kind of my takeaway. Yeah, I remember I think it was the top 10 he had at Pebble that was the first time I was like, "Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but it's not just that. It's also this pedigree that he's got of having, I mean, he's won a couple of times. He's been on a president. It's not like it's just popping up out of nowhere. And maybe this is just a one year heater. It was there. There's an actual arc to, Oh, he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And now he's just bouncing back to, to being what he was. So I don't know, maybe he's not exciting enough for people, but uh, I, I'm, I'm in, I, I mean, he's been playing great. I'm in too. He's nine to one. If you want to be in as well, thanks to our friends over at Will Hill. And I think that'll do it, KP. Uh, we'll have some more coverage after each round of the Sony Open as the drama unfolds out at Wiley. But for now, that's Kyle Porter. Real, real quick, what <laughs> what what bet that you made beforehand are you most excited about? Uh, I guess it has to be. I have a web outright, which I still think is pretty good. Um, I love that. I have Peter Malnati in my DraftKings core, but, uh, you know, it's Thursday. There's only one direction for him to go. Yeah. So if he finished T7, I'd be thrilled with that. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about Harris English miscut right now. Oh, he's even par, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, uh, the afternoon wave is like a stroke better than the morning wave. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah, So not a full stroke. So those guys, those guys in the afternoon got it really good. They might, the, some of those early guys might have got screwed, but yeah. we shall see. We shall. You can follow, follow Kyle at Kyle Porter CBS. You can follow me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time.
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.